Y'all. Yo, we got Eves in the house. Let's get right to it, fellas. It's episode three of the Parthon podcast. Got your boy Kool-Aid here and Eves. We're just going to kick it and catch up on uh, what, what we've been missing from the team this season, this, this, this new team, this new addition. So we're not, we're not just going to get on here and complain, though. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. We're gonna impart wisdom. Now okay. I, I think I got this team figured out, cool. So let's get let's get the show on the road. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with something nice and easy today. We just we just in the um, found out we're in the works of signing Moses Brown. What does this signing say to you about the front office? It, it's funny when they signed their lens, right? I, I, I was like, okay, you know, my, my fellow Zoe, my fellow Haitian. But when you when you take off those goggles, when you take off the you know the blind faith goggles, and you look at it, it's really just another Nick Claxton. Like he's he's basically what Nick Claxton is. He's supposed to be what Nick Claxton is, rather. Same player, same faults, same issues. Just no continuity, no no chemistry with the team at all. So his flaws uh, look more evident. Better free throw shooter, but still not good enough at the other stuff uh, to, to be considered. So now, now we get uh, Moses Brown. I like the tape. I like the tape. He's a little bigger than 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 Claxton. He's not a better player yet uh, than than Claxton. He's a young young dude, but he's the same thing. He's a lobs and dunks center. And, you know, maybe that'll make integrating him easier, but it's this is just more of the same from Sean Mark. This is what he does. Okay. I look at it that they're similar in body structure, but he probably has more weight on him. Yeah. Uh, Nick Claxon's advantages would be the switching and the mobility. He's more mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I think height, height and length goes to Brown. But for me, I'm more looking at, I don't like small ball. Like, yeah. I don't like small ball in the reference of it can't be the whole game. It can't be half the game. Small ball in a six, seven minute, you know, maybe half a quarter, it right. works. Right. But you eventually... Stun- you stun a team with small ball. You know what I mean? Like you switch, like the team thinks they got you figured out. They think they got you on the ropes. You switch up to a small ball team that just blitzes a team and finishes out a game. That's that's what you do that for. You can't carry that the whole game. Yeah, this is not this is not the old um Amari Stoudemire Phoenix Suns. It's not gonna work. <laughs> Yo, they were big, they were big. They like uh, remember Amari sometimes used to play at the four. Most times used to play at the four. Nah, nah, he was the five. Uh, Sean Marion was the was the four. That's what that, made it work. It, it, I'm just talking about early on. It evolved into that. Yeah, but 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 when I think about small ball, that's what I think about when he's actually playing the five at six nine. That's small ball. Yeah. The only other team that could do that all season was the Detroit Pistons. But Detroit. people are not going to act like Rasheed Wallace wasn't six eleven. But you know. Right. So, you know, I'm just happy that um, 
Sean Marks at least brought another um, body. And I kind of find it a little ironic that you could have had Dwight Howard. And I heard mm-hmm. him on um, Shannon Sharp's uh, podcast when he said, yeah, who, who the Dwight Nets want, yeah, the Nets wanted, you know, he had spoke with them, but they wanted a big who can score. Mm-hmm. And the bigs they brought in can't score. So <laughs> for me, I look at it and say, you could have had size, veteran leadership, and you know Dwight Howard can rebound. Right. If you wanted so, a big that, that could shoot, I think I, I think he missed he he something got lost in translation there. I think well, what he, they told him was they wanted a big that could shoot. Like everybody was saying they wanted a stretch. Oh, get a stretch five, get a stretch five. No, you know? and, and you and you know, I I've I've said this numerous times in our chats and our own regular conversations. Every you know, every Nets fan that say I want a stretch five, I then ask the question is do you know what a stretch five is utilized for? And people right. get stunned, get get stumped by it. A stretch five, for people who are listening who may not know, is to take the big away from the basket so that your guard or your wing, whoever's your, you know, your scorer, can go by somebody and get a free layup without it, without a shot blocker. People, right. people miss that part. Because now when you take the five away, you're taking rebounds away. Mm-hmm. So, if you only got one downhill uh, guard you're going to play in Spencer, it doesn't even matter to go get a stretch five. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the signing. And uh, let's see if Jock Vaughn utilizes him the correct way and not change who he is. I, again, like, so today they were talking about the Yankees and all the problems the Yankees have. The Yankees aren't going to change until Cashman changes. It's going to be the same thing. They're going to hit pretty high. That's going to carry them through the season. They're going to be in first or second place, make the playoffs just to get eliminated by whoever eventually is going to win the World Series or come or go to the World Series. It, it they nothing is changing until you actually make changes and and you know therein lies my frustration with the nets well i look at it and say this is the first step this is the first time you you you've seen him see a need and actually go get the piece may not be the right piece we don't know yet right could be the right piece but the fact that he least knows sharp was a bad um pick this is year two they don't trust him yeah, that's so, that's another kind of indictment. This move is it. It, it basically says, it basically you know, your boy Marcus Rashford just missed the easy goal. He was in front of goal by himself, shoots it to the moon. Excuse me. Stay <laughs> catching focused. That, catching Stay that focused Europa. over it. Stay no, but um, <laughs> but that. So here's the problem. Did we need a big? Yes, we needed a big. Does it mean that we changed or or figured out something or evolved? No. And and here's why. They still have the same problem. They still have to gang rebound, which is what makes their perimeter defense so bad. 
they're always they always have this between the switching and the size problem they always have guys out of position because they have to overcompensate for the the um you know the lack of size for the fact that they they're typically trying to like come back to gang rebound okay so that so my thing to you now is Rashford just scored a goal by the way <laughs> I would deep stay focused young man we on next now <laughs> Our defense, yeah. our defense should be one of the league's best, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we're getting blown out, it doesn't look like this defense is good. And maybe it could be because it's still new parts fitting together. But in the same token, when we win, which is night, you know, basically any given night, we're either going to look like a team that knows our defensive identity or we're not. So... For me, my question to you is, what would solidify this defense to work in the playoffs? Like, what would bring it all together with what we currently have, what we currently have? That's the thing. The reality is, the reality is there's not much they can do with the time they have left. Their problem is they don't have any chemistry. They're a group of strangers that this, this lineup just got put together uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> we're, we're, we're now three weeks into this lineup and the best teams in the NBA have continuity. They're teams that know each other very well, know exactly what they want to do, know what their, their uh, bread and butter plays are, and they know how to cover up their weaknesses. The, the Nets, as much as I hold Jacques Vaughn resp- responsible, has four new starters. Well, I, I guess you could say, two, you know, three new starters. But however you look at it, they're a different team. There's players that played before that don't play now, which I think is a tremendous mistake that um, that Jacques Vaughn is, is committing by not extending the um, rotation to 10 and using that as a way to give people a rest, you know, as you go along. You don't have to miss a whole entire game, especially when you're fighting for for playoff spaces, but that that's a different question. The it's going to be hard for them to fix this in time for the playoffs because it just takes time. And no matter what, they just met each other, and and that's the reality. Well, I got I got a twofold answer to this from my from from the way I look at it. They can um, tighten this up a little bit better by simplifying. With the, I, with the starting five, you don't have to switch. You have enough. Yeah. You have enough um, defensive players due to been 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 held as three and D. You know you have the the reigning runner up defense player of the year. Um, so to me, we look kind of lost on defense some nights mm-hmm. because. They're stuck in the middle of their principles when you have basically four guys, four new guys in the starting lineup. Two had two of them, you know, the guys from Phoenix had a different philosophy from the guys in Dallas. And then you got Clax, who has a total, totally different philosophy because he was here on the Nets already. So right. to me, it's more 
if you dumb it down and simplify it and you know to guard your man and the person is calling out the switch or the pick, you know, and I know people don't like to hear drop. You don't have to necessarily do drop with clacks, right. but he can open up to allow the man to get under the screen because you rather a contested jump shot than a free a free layup or, or free range to the basket. You know, you got to play percentages. And, you know, I know this is the, the middies, everybody talking about, oh, the midi is so lethal, but a layup is almost guaranteed. Right. So right. that, that, that for me, that, that little, that little adjustment. And if you want to help out on the switch with, with like Joe Harris or Seth, it's understandable, but I would like them to be able to recover because if you always looking to switch, then nobody really plays defense. And you see that in um, the last game, in the OKC game, you can't keep nobody in front of you because as soon as they start to drive, you're ready to hand them off to who? Right. <laughs> right. If you're, right. Playing, if you're playing one-on-one, you're fighting a little bit harder because you know this is your man. So this question leads me right into the next one. What is what is the glaring weakness of this new team, this new version of this team? I I would say that they still have a size problem. They definitely have a rebounding problem. And even when they do win the 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 rebounding um matchup, they win it in, in a way that's not you never feel like they dominated the paint. They don't score. They don't score inside the paint. They don't get a lot of layups. Um, part of that is by design. We've come to learn that. Uh, uh, but the, I, I would say the the core weakness that they have is is that they're still undersized and they're still bullied, you know, in the paint. E- even though that they have a bunch of great wings, they you know I, I love Dorian Finney Smith. But um, he's really a small forward, and he's not really a, a, a banger. Uh, the Nets have to do it by, <clears throat> by you know, by gang rebounding. And I just think that you'll never be a good enough perimeter defense if you have to do that. And that's and that's what's going to keep them from being the team that that they want to be. Okay, I I agree. They need an enforcer. They don't have somebody that you just know, yo, he's going to go get 10. And, you know, you would think that would be clacks. Some nights he's going to get you 10. Then there's other nights he's going to get you four. And that goes back to the philosophy of the coach. When you're allowing your center to keep switching, they're going to drag him out the middle and let him switch up top. Because now somebody else is getting a wide open layup. And we don't have real shot contesters. So right. I think it's a physicality and the mindset of, yo, let's do it. Because you, if you watch the games, you catch them all watching. And it'd be right in front of them. They all be in the paint. And they're watching. Nobody puts nobody puts uh, some hips on somebody and box out. Find right. a body. Let the ball fall in front of you. I, I see I see um, Dorian Finney-Smith doing that 
It's just yeah, but- it's not what he's done before. Like he just spent the last few seasons standing on the three point line. Now we want him in in, in the paint and and that's well, I not- don't even know. I don't even know so much thing. if you if you want him in the paint. I think realistically, if you all boxing out for the minutes he play and he's playing like the three, four, and a little bit of the five, for 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 this team, he's the tough guy. He's the enforcer. He's the tone setter because he's the one talking. So right. he's he should he get me five to six rebounds, I'm happy. I don't need him to get me 10. There's games where Royce Royce O'Neal just had, what, 16 rebounds against Denver? Right. And it's That's crazy. Okay. I didn't even feel – it's like – it's not. it wasn't even like I felt like, oh, he was having a Dennis Rodman type of game. It's it, – They just, were in the was flow. Just a, they were just a lot of long rebounds. Like, there was just a lot of on the perimeter. Three-point shots were being missed. And there was just tons of rebounds out there, you know? It, yeah, it, so – so when I see that though, that he also made a conscious effort mm-hmm. to win the 50-50 balls. We don't do that enough as a team. Um, you know, so I, I look at it that defense is a is a will, a want to mentality that this team hasn't possessed since the Reggie Evan days. Yeah. Where you know he's gonna go get the rebound. Um right. we you know, between him and Chris Humphreys and this sometime. Brooklyn iteration is the only two guys I know that we was going to get 10 rebounds from because Brooke Lopez never was a 10. He's about a seven. Yeah. Seven to eight rebound guy. So, um, yeah, now Brooke wasn't, um, that was the big knock on Brooke where people were like, this he could never be a component of a championship team because he can't rebound. He can score, but he can't rebound. So and, this is my uh, good one. Oh, that's true about him. This is my good one for you. Go ahead. Without including Ben Simmons, what nets are you excited to see next year? And how do you think they can unlock a different part of their game? I, I see you took Ben Ben away from me. Yeah, um, you, you you know why? And then and I mean let me say this for everybody that's listening. I took <laughs> I took Ben out the equation because Ben shouldn't have played this year. And he did play, and he didn't look like him, and he looked bad. So I'm assuming he comes back healthy, and he looks like old Ben. So take him off the board because he couldn't help himself this year. So yeah, the people I, that's playing, the people that's playing now, give me give me three. Three? That you, I, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily excited about none of that. Okay. All right. No, and if you don't have three, that's cool. But just I'm gonna give shot. you. I'm gonna give you three, but on the third one, I'm gonna give you a twist. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm not gonna invent someone either, so okay. I'm not gonna cheat. I'm gonna say something real. So, number one player that I need to see next year is Cam Johnson, and the reason why I say that is because he's. The Nets are gonna with the with the roster that they have right now. Even though I don't I don't believe that that's the way to go in this current era of basketball. But based off of the way the Nets want to play, coming to grips with that, they're gonna need Cam Johnson 
to get eight rebounds a game, to play and do some power forward type things. If you could get Cam Johnson to be the four, that means you 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 still have three point shooting at the four, while which is hurts with offensive rebounds if you're shooting all the way out there. But if you could get Cam to get you eight a game, that would that would put the Nets in position to uh, to to be pretty special just because of of how it opens up everyone else so cam is he gonna take this summer to kind of develop himself i i noticed that he has a little dog in him like he's a country boy right yeah i noticed i noticed that he has a little bit of uh you know uh like a little bit of gumption you know what i'm saying he he's he's not necessarily laying down for stuff so Maybe if he could just go through a program where he gets stronger and he purposely kind of understands that part of his role for the Nets is to is to rebound and to be physical on the interior. So I, I would start with him. Number two is harder than number three because I know exactly who number three is. Number two, I would say, is uh cam thomas and and here's why cam thomas unrestricted unrestricted free agent will probably be able to bring him back they almost feel like they have no 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 no. he's not he's going into his third year he's not a it's a team option he's he's here oh it's a team option he's under control i think they already picked it up oh okay i didn't even know that see i'm i'm thinking he was a, a restricted free agent all right so then uh, but still regardless it's still cam because cam could be an integral piece to to this whole formula like if you could like last take the last game they there was just moments where they weren't hitting shots they couldn't score if if cam could just become a little bit of a good defender He's smaller than what a lot of us think, which I think is part of the problem. He, he, he's thick, <laughs> boy, thick. <laughs> Pause. I feel weird to say, you know, but he's not necessarily strong. He's it's weird. He's everything he does on offense is better than the than what he does on in the defensive version of that. He doesn't play with strength in defense, but on offense he. he he goes through defenders to score. He, he just has to add a dimension to himself. He if he can even if he's scoring 40, if he's got the team playing four on five when he's on the floor on, on defense, it's just not gonna work. And I it's weird. I feel like Jacques Vaughn holds him a little bit too accountable. They they need him. But at the same time, he's got to improve over the summer. Like he, he's got to get better than um, than than what he is. And I, I don't know if it's athleticism because he's not necessarily athletic, right? He just needs a second level of burst just to create that little bit more of, of separation and score more consistently. And then that would, you know, if he just got a little bit more athletic, not not a lot, 
just a little bit, just enough to, to kind of make a difference in, in his game. If he spent the summer just building himself up, then the defense would, would, would get a little bit better too. And if this team could just come together and learn to play at least team defense, there's a lot of warts that can be covered up with the level of defenders that we have. It's just Cam has to be the truth. He, he can't be somewhat of the truth. He has he has to be a consistent, like, so you I, I come so, off the bench and I score type of dude. So you look at, you're looking for the Claxton jump for next year. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That's a great example because Claxton had different problems. Claxton just wasn't ready to be on a superstar-laden team and he's hanging out with injuries with... injuries injuries and young that, that that's all i'm gonna say stuff stuff he can't control well, so well i getting i i don't know about the mono part of it <laughs> I, nah. I think the, remember remember the miami trip no no i get that but some <laughs> stuff you, you you listen i caught that from my from my son <laughs> I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking but I'm about just no, guys. but I'm you I'm using that just to say mm-hmm. sometimes you just can't control what happens. Nah, he got that at La Marina. And, and that's he's fine. A, he's that's a dyke in Walla. <laughs> right, who, who's 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 your third person? Okay. My third person is the point guard that they in the summer. You no. know they're gonna add a point guard. No, no, no. You, you can't know, use I, somebody, you can't use I, somebody that's not here. I, that's why I said. See, but don't you see? Don't you see my my loophole? I, I, I'm I not see necessarily. You, I see I'm not necessarily what you're saying. Not, I got, point guard. No, I'm not I saying a name. I have to keep you on track. Uh, the people from this roster. So if you don't have three, that is okay. Because then it'll be my no, turn. You know what? I'll, I'm gonna say Mikael because because you know he's the one that I almost least worry about. It's just where can he go from here? He's not Kawhi. Let's let's get that out of the blue. Let's, let's, he's Kawhi in the sense of he scores more than Kawhi. Kawhi was a 14, 15, 16 point a game dude until he until like the middle and, and the uh, latter part of his his career. He Kawhi um, became Kawhi. It's just the level of defense. I think Kawhi still plays at a higher level of defense. And what we have to see from, from Mikhail is when he's not the the when he's not the glue guy, when he's not the uh the just go out here and defend and um shoot threes when you're open. When he's not that, when he has to carry the load, can he play superstar level defense? Can he play NBA you know all all NBA defense team deep level defense and that hasn't been seen so far just yet he so far that what i've seen is a very good defender in a bad defensive system or in a defensive system that has no no continuity and and no chemistry just yet i we're gonna need to see if he can become the guy that can carry that load and still be NBA all, I mean, all, uh, a defensive MVP candidate. If he if he can, then we can start talking about superstar. So uh, give me, give me okay, the so, <laughs> Okay. So I, I just want to say this for and put in context for people that's listening. So in Kawhi's 11 years in the league, he's averaged 20, 
20 plus um, five times, five seasons. Dang. But in year in year 26, his age 26 year, he averaged 16.2. Dang. So I just you know I want to put that in perspective because if you only look at Brooklyn Bridges for when he's on the Nets, that's almost a 10 point jump from where Kawhi was at. Just 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 to give people some food food for thought. Um. But well, let me give more context because I just looked at it more. That was only nine games. Mm-hmm. So you got to put that, yeah. He only played nine, so I'm not even going to count that. We'll disregard that. <clears throat> now, what I'm going to say for my three, huh, I agree with you with Cam Johnson. I think for him, he can't just be a spot of three-point shooter. We we don't need a specialist. We need him to be more. Because if you tell me we're going to give him more money than Joe Harris, and he's only going to play D, be a D and three, now we need more than that. Because technically, he's going to be our second or third best player as of right now, without without the moves being made. Um, I need him to get a couple of drives in and I and like you said I need him with a little mid post or post game because if he's the four at six nine he's gonna have somebody like six five on him half the time so he should be able to utilize his height uh and you know I, I think he also has to get a little bit more aggressive because you know he, he was a spot-up shooter. Now we're asking you to do more. So, you know, hopefully this summer he adds two, two, two more things to his bag. And, oh, like you said, rebounding. I don't know if I need him to get eight or nine, but I need him to get more six or more. I'm, I'm okay with if he only gets six because that's something you could count on because there's not too many people really getting eight-plus rebounds. It's not that many. Um, my second person, hmm, hold on. I want to say something about what you said about Cam. Mm. Um, I like the kid, the theory, the thought process of him. I like, uh, it kind of, it's kind of funny that we kept Seth because to me, we kept a player that's keeping Cam on the bench. Right. And Seth would have been better utilized on the championship team. Well, that way, you could really see what Cam could do as the sixth man in the, in the Jordan Clarkson role. And so now that goes right into who my second person is. I would love for Sumner to come back next year and they utilize him correctly. You know, um, he's the only other downhill guard we have at the moment. And the one thing that was proven, he can start and produce versus starters, which leads me to say, if you can produce against starters, like we can, if you can get 40 against elites, 
you can get that same 40 off the bench. Don't mean, and not meaning, you know, gun for 40, but he should be able to score easier. Right. For right. I, it's not, so, his problem is never scoring. No, no. It's the, it's the little things, and this is why I said something. They're kind of mm-hmm. in the same boat. It's the intangible things. So for Subner, his defense, point of attack defense is good. He's what, 6'4", 6'5", with a 6'9", wingspan? He's super athletic and quick. So in saying that, he needs to learn how to slow down when he's attacking. Right. He, You know, um, I'm not even worried about him not having that lethal jump shot. The fact that he will take it is enough for me. So mm-hmm. I need him to come back, more reps on the jump shot, and the game slowing down for him now that he's now that he's healthy. And he had a year to know that he's healthy. Um three, and I think this is very important for us moving forward, is clocks. I need him to have one move that he's comfortable going to Every on the game. block, on the block, facing up, because he's going to command a lot of money after this year. So he needs to be able to shoot 70% from the free throw line. What, what's money? He's going to get about 20 plus million. Mm. Because somebody's going to say, He's 24 years old, 25 years old. I'm going to get him for four or five years. Is there, any, know. is there any chance they don't pay him? They just let him play out the contract that, and then that, try to pay him? No. If, if So, see, here's, here's the issue. If you know in your mind you're not going to pay him the money it's going to take, you need to have that conversation now. Like when this right. season's over, you have that conversation before the draft. Because right. if he's going to ask for, this is what I'm asking for, because I believe they can extend him. So if you're going to extend him, it won't be for that eight, and it won't definitely be for no 10 or 12 that you could have gotten for. Maybe he'll take a hometown discount, and maybe you get him for 12 to 15. Maybe. But then not you got to Not if he makes NBA all defense. He won't. He won't, though. You don't think he will? No. I, we we we've, we've had this discussion. Yeah, he's not making it over Embiid and Jaron Jackson. Yeah. So that'll whoever wins Defensive Player of the Year, or you know, any one of them bigs that win it, if, if he wins it, Jaron Jackson at worst is going to be second. Right. Because he won it, and and Embiid is a two-way player, as a center. Right. That's all we're talking about as centers. So, you know, they, they and, and, and it's the Nets. You got to remember, the media are not going to, you see they're taking away, they're taking away TV games. They don't want to watch mm-hmm. us. So that means they're not seeing the work you're doing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think he has to come back with at least one move to be able to, um, you know, just get by. He already could get by somebody. He needs he needs that one move with ten pounds of muscle and free throws. Right. If he does that, he's out of here. He, he because needs, that'll, he that'll, that'll 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 propel the team. You want to be able to at least give him the ball and get right. some form of a a foul or a basket. 
Um, now, as we go into, no, I, I don't want you to. I don't want you to get go too far past that. That um, that no, no. Um, Nick Claxton, because I want to. I think there's another point I want to share with you, and okay, you tell yeah. me if it, if it just I, it's a, it's a, it's really more of a question. Like we've had conversations where we talked about how the league is changing, and it used to be a wing league. Like that's the most recent iteration, and it still is. So, to, to a certain extent, no, no. But hold you, this one. Hold this one. Don't let that one oh. out. Hold this one for a later part, because that'll oh. it'll it'll tighten up for the later <laughs> part. Because we'll we'll focus in on all that. All don't right, want, all right. Don't want to let that. But one I, out. I I do think it's an important aspect when we're when we're when we're just talking about Nick Claxton in general. He has to compete with some monsters. Yeah, and and with with these monsters that they have, um, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I mean, when I say they have, I'm talking about the NBA. You and you look at the team that that uh, Orlando is building and the like. He has to develop if he's going to get 25 mil or or anywhere in that neighborhood. If he's going to take up that much cap space, he has to develop. He has to be more than just a lobs and dunks, you know, good, good center. He has to be, he has to be double, double every night. I agree with that. You know? So uh, now so this is you, something that, 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 that most people talk about on social media. So I want to say, what is the potential of, of this team this year for the playoff run? You know, this team, I really believe, is going to have one of those. And even if it, it was like they, they, they're a first-round exit, I think this team overcomes the situation. Because people forget that this is a team that just got put together. It's a little bit of the Suns, a little bit of Dallas, and a little bit of, of the Nets. And, and and guys that they're adding, you know, here and there. That this team didn't have a lot of pedigree within itself. This the 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 stuff that was coming back was 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 stuff that's gone now. Like the things that the parts of the nets that had some kind of continuity or or or, or had some kind of you know long standing with the nets is is Kyrie and KD and they're gone. Joe Harris is 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 one is the senior most person on the team, I guess so, now. So let me yeah. say something funny to you real quick. Uh-huh. This core of Claxon, Clax, and the twins, right? Mm-hmm. Probably played a quarter of the games that Kyrie and KD played. <laughs> just just for thought. Just food for thought. Already, yeah, no, but that that was always a thing with them. They weren't a team that's supposed to get um, swept by. Uh, so uh, you're going off. You, I need, I need, I need, I need to reel you back for a second. You, <laughs> you, you got to tell me what, what what you think. So you said a, a first round exit. No, no, no. That's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm I, I wanted to set it up 
but nah, you got to give it to us. You got to give it to us. My prediction with, but just saying that my, I don't want my prediction to, to make it seem like that's my expectation. That's not my expectation. What, what, what my prediction is going to be is not necessarily my expectation. It's just a, a, a gut feeling. I recognize okay. that this is a good season, even if they just make the playoffs, uh, considering what they've been through. I'm, I think that they're gonna shock, have a first round shocker. Okay. I think they're gonna, it's gonna look a lot like Atlanta looked when they beat the Knicks. They got they climbed over oh, the, the Knicks. Eastern, the Eastern Conference Final, Atlanta that beat that that, I, that, that beat exa- Philly. It, it, exactly. I think. I think that we could sneak up in there and just be a surprise team and go on a hot streak. It's going to take a hot streak of shooting. They, I, I really think having the chance to prepare for every team every night with the level of defenders on this team that we have, I think we could scare a couple teams, get into the Eastern Conference Finals, and have an exit there. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Before <laughs> I answer, before I answer, uh-huh. Is the second part to that question. Go ahead. What what matchup you think we could win, and what matchup you want to avoid, and what and what's the one realistically you think was is going to happen? Okay, so which one can first, you win? It, are you talking about against the, the top four teams? Listen, or, right now, or right how? Because right now we're right playing we're, the Knicks, right? Right now, with the six seed, we would be playing Philly. Oh, we'd be playing Philly. So, what right. matchup do you think we could win? Just straight up in the playoffs, first round. What matchup do you think we could win? I, I, I know we could beat the Heat, but okay. the Heat is behind us. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? Cavs, Sixers, Boston, Bucks. No, you're talking Cavs, Knicks. 76ers. Okay, Those I want the Knicks ma- I want the Knicks matchup. La- okay, the so reason why the game that we lost hurt is because I'm trying to get the Nets into that 4-5 so we can have a matchup with the Knicks. Well, if you and, get to in the five, first round, if you get the 5 then you playing the Cavs. So that's why I'm saying it. Just tell mm-hmm. me which one which one of those teams you think you could beat. Like straight up we could just beat them. 7 game series. I think we could I think we could beat. I think we could beat. Hmm, I think we could beat the Knicks for sure. We're gonna beat them, and in the next round, we're gonna shock the world. By, not no. When you doing the first round? Only first round? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yo, it's Knicks so first said, round all the way. Okay. Yeah. So, which team do you want to avoid out of those the Sixers? Three? The okay. Sixers. And, and what what do you think realistically is going to happen? I. I I think we're going to get extremely lucky here. <laughs> I think some really good luck, bad luck for somebody else is going to happen within this playoffs. Um, and when it does, we're going to ride that. Oh, okay. Listen, every team gets lucky that wins the chip. Every team yeah. gets lucky. Okay. Well, I'm so not now- saying we're going to win a chip. Let's be- <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying like even the champs, you get some form of luck, like an injury here, there, that that you don't have to play somebody. Right. I know what you mean. Okay, right. now, I'm going to answer this. I believe 
we're a second round team. I don't no, know I, how many games. No, no, no. I don't know how many games mm-hmm. we're going to win in the second round, but we're going to be a tough out. Um, at this at this rate right now, like I said, we would play the 76ers. I'm not scared of them. And the reason why is you asking Harden, Harden has to show up night in and night out. So if you let Embiid kill you, you just got to stop everybody else. That's that's the thing. It's like it's death by Embiid. That's and, what and, I'm and, afraid of. And, and Harden doesn't fine. scare me. And that's Harden. fine. I don't think this 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 version of of, of the Nets. If we could, if our defense comes along with us for the whole seven, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of them. Um, the team that I think we can beat, I think we could beat the Cavs straight up. We could beat the Cavs. And I don't know why I'm more optimistic about the Cavs than the Knicks because last time I watched those two Knicks games, they blown us out. So for me, this would be telling because we play the Cavs twice before the season is over. Um, we're five games behind them. Meaning, um, well, four. Four, yeah. Yeah, four, three and a half, three and a half. We're three and a half back. Okay, because we were two and a half. Yeah, we're three and a half. Day, but we took that L. Yeah, we're three and a half back from them. So you've got to at least split one with them. I think and they're gonna rest their guys, or maybe they're gonna jock for position. Right. So so we have to hope the Knicks hit a bump. The team I would wanna avoid. Hmm. I guess I would avoid the Knicks. I'm not scared. I'm not I would just say the Knicks just because the way we performed against them now. But I right. really wouldn't. I really wouldn't care. No, I think. Any, I think any. if you play the Knicks, this team didn't know. Doesn't know the Knicks. Doesn't know their weaknesses. Like four no, out of five issue, players. Four out of five was players was playing on the West. Was playing no, in the Western Conference. They don't know what Julius Randle does. No, it's in not the that. Playoff series, they would. Julius Randle is not killing us. It's it's the point of attack, right? It, it it's the head of the snake. It's Brunson. Yeah, it's quickly. You, we, we can we can say we don't believe in it, right? But <laughs> no, just the me. Minute, no, 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 no. You 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 can say that, but the last two games without the stars, Brunson is averaging thirty nine. So we we I'm going with real numbers. Yeah. So for me, that means Jacques Vaughn has to play Sabna. I don't know if he's going to do that to win. He no, looks no. like he wants to win his way instead of saying, "Hey." You know what? I may change my starters today because I don't want this guy to kill me. Why, game. why do you think he doesn't like Jack? I mean, um, he doesn't like Edmund Summers. Why? Why Edmund Summers don't get burned? I don't. What? I don't. I don't think that he doesn't like him. Um, and I've said this before. I think that um, Jacques Vaughn is one of those coaches. He doesn't need a whole bunch of NBA talent because he's not going to play it. Like, think about it. We called him a good coach. You know, people said he's a good coach when you had the stars, right? Because it was easier. I'm talking in general. Mm-hmm. It's easier to plug and play the role players 
when the stars are the stars, right? Now that you have an influx of more NBA talent. So the guys like Sumner who started when Kyrie had his um, suspension and averaged 10, then started again and had his career highs three nights in a row, just like um, just like I, him. I don't understand. You see a player score 35 in a game. He's leaning on vets. He's leaning on vets that won't get him where he needs to go. And that's why I'm telling you, Seth Curry is holding both of those dudes back. If you if you would have got rid of Seth, who was he gonna play? Listen, if you don't play Yuta Watanabe in the in the playoffs, I'm gonna go, okay, I understand what the thinking is there. But based off of what that dude has done. As a six-nine wing, and based off of what the defenses deficiencies that the Nets have, you would think that he would find minutes for this for, for that dude. Did you did you not just watch the OKC game? He's yeah. telling you, you just been on the bench. He's clapping like so. The the the, the issue becomes you you gave a coach a long term deal that you wasn't sure about winning with when you had the stars. And this is what scares me with the front office. The reason why if KD and Kyrie were still here, he wouldn't have had that extension. Right. That's a fact. They didn't give him to the extension until the trades happened. Because who gave, you who gave him the extension? Sean Marks or, or Joe Sa? We'll, 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 we'll know. We'll know soon. Because I'm pretty sure Joe saw he's signing the checks. He he he, he likes him. So so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter. But you'll know in a second. And the reason why I say that is, when we hear about Mark's contract, you'll know. If it's not longer or the same length, then you know where it came from, because normally the GM is tied with the coach. My fear is before we get out of here. My fear is. It's a little it's a little baffling to me that the GM didn't get his extension yet. We didn't hear about it. But I, I thought I thought it was a done deal. I I thought that was the most recent reports that it's, it's well happened. they said he did okay, they said he's coming back. Okay, that's fine. What's the deal? Right. You can come back and it'd be for one year, prove yourself. And I always will continue to say this. No good GM is staying somewhere on a lame ducks contract, just like a coach. So that's my problem with this whole shit, cool. Is that this dude is has had a, a mindset in a system and has showed that he's not good at finishing. He'll build a good little platform a good little beginning or core of a team, but he got to finish it to win. And he has to tune to, to the league that he's playing and not the league that he's imagining. Save and that for a later one. Trust me, we're going to dive deep into that. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about the past. I'm not even talking about what he's doing now. I'm just talking about, like, the same thing that's happening to Utah is a similar thing that happened to Rodion. 
and Rodion's really impacted winning and losing. That was my yo. That was my guy. We're not even gonna. Don't do that to me. That was my guy. I right? love that guy. I I mean, but that dude, he was never gonna be like an all NBA player. But because they didn't like him, you know I don't what I'm saying? Even, I'm not even gonna say. You know what messed him up? That domestic violence case messed him up. It was yeah. something outside of basketball. But that's not on the team. So I'm going to ask you this before we get out of here. We playing, oh. we playing, we playing the Kings tonight. Last time we played them, they stir fried us at their spot. Do we get a win tonight? No. Or or is it a competitive game? I, I think tonight could be ugly. I okay. think tonight could be. I think tonight could be ugly. Um, the Nets have to. The Nets don't do well with using all of their resources. I've never seen a team just waste players over and over again. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. You don't trade him. You got Joe no, Harris. No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Because the one we're not gonna do that. Trust me, easy. I'm gonna let you get it out. I promise you, you're gonna be able to talk your stuff. I want to wrap this up. Go ahead, man. So no, I, let me just I finish saying. Let, let me finish answering the question. Then. Okay. Excuse me for going off off topic, but that they're, they're not winning tonight because they're going up against a team that knows and understands what it has to do. It. We don't. We're not that yet, and it remains the same. Be same. Remember the three we were talking about. Mm-hmm. We got. We got to see if Jacques Vaughn comes back next year, and is better. Because right okay. now he got a lot to improve on, and that's why we're not going to win tonight. Well, I'm going to say we're going to win tonight. The home crowd is going to be behind us because we did come off the road, um, three and two. That's something to be juiced about. We may not like how we gave the last game away, but. We, we came back with a winning record. So I, I'm, I'm going to leave on a high note that this is going to be a win that we get that we wasn't supposed to get because we just took a loss that we wasn't supposed to take. So, you no, know, thanks for tuning in. We are part on. We out there.